Hello? You're listening to Singled Out with Gabrielle Denise. Hola, everyone. Welcome to Singled Out, the show where we tell stories that matter and highlight youth making a difference in their community. I'm your host, Gabrielle Denise, and I'm so excited because in today's episode, I'm really going to expose myself a little bit and dive deep into some of the lessons that I've learned in singleness and being 20 and thinking I'd be married at this point. And I really think and hope that this episode would touch some of you guys who might be at the place that I'm at right now. Now to our moment of inspiration. Today's moment of inspiration comes from Ecclesiastes 3, which says that to everything there is a season. If you're a single brother or sister listening to this, it may feel like your single season will last forever. However, all seasons must change. We will dive more into this topic during this episode. If you would like to sponsor your own moment of inspiration, then you can visit PositivelyGabrielleWrites.com slash contact and submit a contact form. The people who sponsor the moments of inspiration get ears on their newest products and get people to hear about their business as well as give the opportunity to share what God has been sharing with them that week. So if this is something you're interested in, don't hesitate to submit a contact form. Because of the sensitive nature of the things in this podcast episode, I'm going to say a quick prayer before we get started. Dear Lord, just thank you for this day, and I thank you for everybody who is taking the time to listen to this podcast. Lord, I pray that my story would inspire some of the single people out there who might just feel lost and confused about this season and what it holds, and that it would be something that they could take one thing and bring it into their lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now we're going to go on a quick commercial break, and then when we come back, we'll get right into the episode content. Hola everyone, welcome back to Singled Out. I'm your host, Gabrielle Denise, and I'm so excited to dig into today's episode. So today I really want to talk about the myth of the future spouse and of finding the one. And I don't really know if myth is the right word, but I want to just kind of give you guys an update of my story and how it's been for me. So growing up, I was always the kid who was like, super duper independent and weird like when I was a child I would take books everywhere and I would read them and I would read them while I was walking while um, other people were interacting around me and a lot of times it was like a kind of escape from the world around me I had like a really terminal illness at that point which hallelujah I am now healed from it so um God has final say that's all I'll say about that But a lot of my world was dictated by worries and thoughts, so I found that books were the place where I felt most understood. And I remember, like, I had a lot of crushes when I was in, like, middle school and elementary school, but nobody really, like, paid me any attention. And it was kind of hurtful. Like, in middle school, I remember that they had this day where, like, they would go around and kind of, like, like, flirt with each other and stuff like that, and... I was left out of that conversation completely. And as a result, like a lot of my friends and stuff that I felt like accepted me were the ones who were kind of on the outskirts of the cool kids club. And then high school came and and I wish I could insert a picture of how I looked in high school because it was a little embarrassing. But because of my illness, like my hair was really thin and I also like couldn't keep weight on me so I was really a stick. There were some people who I flirted with 
And at the age of 16 years old or something like that, I had my first kiss, like, on the bus. It was a really random and awkward situation where this guy, he basically told me that if I wanted to practice for the guy that I actually liked, that I should kiss him and that it wouldn't count as my first kiss. That's how you know I was really innocent at that point because I did it. And to this day, I know now that that was my first kiss, which is actually a pretty hilarious story. All throughout, like, high school, I never had a boyfriend. And, like, I went to prom, but it was with a guy friend that I liked. But I didn't really have that big experience that everybody talks about where they have a guy that really likes them and then the guy asks them out and then they go out and date for a while. And I kind of always wondered, like, why that was. And then in college, everything turned upside down. So I grew up in a pretty conservative environment. My parents were Christians, and, you know, I don't really fault them too much for this, but, like, the conversations around sex, I felt like they weren't really had. So then when I finally did go to college, I kind of was off the walls. I was experimenting with a lot of stuff at the time that I didn't even really know, like, what it was. I didn't know about soul ties. I didn't know what I was getting into. And I remember that I had told myself that I wanted to stay pure until I was married. And I even had a promise ring. But when I went to college and I saw everything that everybody else was doing, I quickly fell into that trap. And I ended up losing my virginity in like sophomore year. And I didn't know it at the time. But that one decision would take almost two or three years before I was fully healed from it and so now here we are today and I'm officially single once again and one of the weirdest thing about singleness is that there are like phases to singleness like the first phase is the phase where like you might be freshly or newly single and you know you don't really know what this is yet maybe you got out of a breakup or Maybe somebody hurt you and so you're no longer with them. It's a really confusing time because you're like, what do I do with my life now? And then you reach the part of singleness where I feel like you're a little bit more content and you want a relationship, but you're like working on yourself. Guys working in you and a lot of people end up going through this period of like isolation where, you know, they have friends, but a lot of the people that they would date and talk to aren't around anymore. You get to this point where I'm at where it's just like you've been single for a while and you kind of start to wonder like, God, what's the next step? And it's especially a lot more awkward because I wrote a whole book about singleness called Since When Did Single Me Is Sad? And a lot of people know me for that book. Part of me like wants to say like, yeah, like I was single and now I'm in a relationship or now I'm married. But at this point, I'm 23 years old and I don't have a boyfriend and there's nobody on the table. I actually heard this like saying from this creator the other day. I'm going to see if I can find the video and like put it in here. But basically she was saying that she had like wrote a book or done a podcast about something. She felt like, you know, if she wasn't doing that thing, like, if she wasn't perfect in what she was doing, then doesn't that like kind of negate everything that she's learning? And I feel that as a creator because it's just like, because I'm not married at this moment, does that negate the fact that I wrote all of this content about being single and content? Because to be honest, everybody who's single knows this. There's good days 
and there's bad days. And on those really bad days, it's really hard to say, yes, I'm content where I am. I'm content while single. And you really, like, have to look deep inside of you to figure out, like, where to go from there. I wanted to go through my story for three reasons. Number one is to tell you that singleness doesn't have to be simple. In fact, for a lot of people, it isn't. I know some people have been single for over 15 years or longer. And it's just amazing how each season has a purpose, just like Ecclesiastes 3 says. Which brings me to my second thing, which is that we have to start finding people who have similar stories to us or people who can relate to where we are in our season of singleness. For example, if we try to go to somebody after we've been single for 15 years and they've only been single for six months and we try to talk to them or commiserate with them about what they're dealing with, both of us are probably going to have a much different view of singleness. And so I think it's so important that we start to look around for people who are similar to us in the season that we're walking through. And number three is so that when you guys eventually go and read my book, or if you ever do read my book, that you can know some of the background of my story and why I'm so adamant about singleness and keeping yourself here until marriage. But I think it's really important that we acknowledge that as you are a single Christian and going through your path and journey, that not everything is going to be a-okay all the time. Like, it's okay to admit that you're lonely. I know that I get so lonely, and I want to give you guys some game so that if you guys are lonely, you don't end up, like, resorting to something that you shouldn't be having your hands in. But some of the things that I do when I get lonely, number one is that I listen to some good music. I have been obsessed. When I say obsessed, obsessed with the Joy FM radio. The thing I love about the Joy FM is that they promote that message of bringing joy into your everyday life. And I actually went on a secular music cleanse. I'm going to go on a little rabbit trail and come back around to this, but I used to be a big secular music fan. And I know a lot of you guys, if you're Christians, you probably witnessed this, but I used to love all the music. Then I started to realize that every time I would listen to certain songs, like my mood would go down. Some days I would listen to a song and I would literally be in a depressive state afterwards for 24 to 48 hours. And I always would wonder like, what is triggering this phase that I'm going through? And then one day I discovered the channel that I was talking about and I started listening to it. And slowly I started cleaving out some of that music that I was feeding my spirit. And all of a sudden, like, my life changed. I could think clearly again. I wasn't as depressed or anxious. And I realized it was the music that I was feeding my spirit that was causing issues. And I think it's so interesting, like, how the Lord works. Because I had an episode where I talked to Sophia Levitt. And she is a worship leader. And we were talking about how music is really something that the devil can use to get into your spirit and to get you away from the plans that God has for you. So every day with a bunch of different things, we have a decision to make. Right. But if you think of songs like anthems or things that you're proclaiming, because if you're singing along to something, you kind of are. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you want that anthem to be? Do you right. want to be something polluted that's anti-Christ? Or do you want something that's going to be filling to your spirit and your heart and going to water 
the seed that is in you of the Lord. And I have definitely seen that like in my own life. So bringing the topic back around to singleness, I really wanted to talk a little bit about how messed up and like pressure field the future spouse thing can be. I talked about this a little bit in my book. God told me to open up a book, a future husband journal in particular, and to write to this person. And for a few months I did, and it was kind of helpful. But then I had to stop because I realized that I was getting really worked up and that I was putting my plans before God's plans. All of a sudden, I felt like if this situation didn't work out with this person, then I absolutely like would go insane. Sometimes we can hear from God and hear a promise from him, and then it'll be a long time before it comes to pass. And in that time, doubt can try to creep in. I really wanted to talk about the myth of the future spouse because I believe that sometimes we can get caught up in our own thing. And we can think that there's only one person in the whole world for us. And though I believe that, yes, God does ordain people to be together, there can be situations where free will can get in the way. Free will is a big deal. And it has a lot of impact on relationships, whether we want to think so or not. So if you are listening to this episode and you feel like God gave you your future spouse or your future husband, but right now things are looking pretty bleak, I want to give you two big pieces of advice. Number one is to continue to pray and wait diligently. I want to reference right now the story of Sarah in the Bible. Sarah wanted to have a child so, so bad. Um, But because of circumstances, her womb was barren. And she was very, very upset about it. And I can relate to Sarah because sometimes I get really upset when I see people in their 20s And they're happily married to the person that they're supposed to be with. I'm going to read to you Genesis 18, starting in verse 8, where Sarah receives and overhears that she was going to bear a son. He then brought some curds and milk and the calf that had been prepared and set them before them. While they ate, he stood near them under a tree. Where is your wife, Sarah? They asked him. There in the tent, he said. Then one of them said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind him. Abraham and Sarah were already very old, and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, After I am worn out and my Lord is old, will I now have this pleasure? Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Will I really have a child now that I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. I caution all of us single believers that we don't become like Sarah, where we start to make God small and to think he will not fulfill the promise that he said that he would. And one of my favorite verses, Numbers 23, 19, which says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? So even if you're waiting on a promise and it seems like it's not working out, make sure that you don't laugh at God and that instead you plant your feet in faith. And also that you don't make this next mistake that Sarah ended up making. Time went by. 
no child was born. And so Sarah decided that she was going to use her free will to take things into her own hands. And so she had Abraham to sleep with her female servant. And she ended up bearing a child. But once the child came, she ended up having to send the female servant away. And then a few years later, Sarah ended up bearing the child and his name was Isaac. But what the Bible story may or may not mention is that in between the time of the promise and Sarah actually conceiving a child, it was 25 years. That's two and a half decades. Could you imagine living two and a half decades hearing a promise from God and not seeing it come to pass? I feel a lot like Sarah in this season. I've asked God many times, Lord, please just take these feelings away from me and let me to just be with someone else. But each time he's given me some verses to just strengthen my faith. So that's the number one thing. If you feel like you're waiting for a promise from God is to keep waiting because you never know when that time is going to come. In fact, another one of my favorite Bible stories is the one about the 12 um, maidservants waiting for the bride of Christ. This story took place in Matthew 25 and they went out with some oil to wait. And while they were waiting, some of the maids didn't bring enough oil. And so they had to end up going to get more oil and they ended up missing the bridegroom because they weren't prepared and so that's my second thing is that if you have a promise from God about who your future spouse is the next thing that you can do is to prepare allow God to clean you allow him to cleanse your heart do you know your purpose yet make sure that you're working in the field and that you are doing exactly what you're supposed to do God loves it when we're in alignment with him first. And when we're aligned with him, that's when he can bring us our person. And those two things are what I have been doing as I've been waiting on this promise. One of the hardest things that I've had to do and that I think could be beneficial to note is that I have accepted that even if for some reason this promise doesn't come to pass, which can happen, then I've said that even if that does happen, that I believe that God is good. And there's something so powerful, um, what happens when we have complete surrender. And when we tell God, hey God, like, even if I don't get what I want, I still know you and I still love you. In fact, that is the true relationship of God. And I truly believe that when we have that, God sees that. And I know you guys can tell from the hurt in my voice that this topic is close to home for me. But I really just wanted to speak today to those single people out there because I know it's hard. And I know that sometimes it can feel hopeless and you can even begin to doubt that you've heard from God on his promise in the first place. But I want to tell you to keep holding on and to keep believing that things are going to get better. In fact, one of my favorite verses is Hebrews thirteen eight. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if we keep those promises in mind as we walk through life, 
single or not, then we can know that he is always with us. That was our episode today. I know it was a little heavier than normal, but I've just really been feeling this push lately to really lean into who I am. I know I kind of came into radio land out of nowhere. And most of you guys probably didn't even know that I had a book about singleness. But I just think that it's important that if you guys connect with my story, that maybe you can take some of the things that I learned and know that they were something that came from the heart. If you want to buy a copy of Since When Did Single Me Sad, I definitely recommend that you join my email list because next week I'm having a big sale and the people on the email list will be the first people to see it. Uh, my book Since When Did Single Means Sad is something that I think that every person in their single season should read because it has seeds of wisdom and things that come straight from God and that are breathed onto the page for you guys. And it also includes journal entries and exercises. Anyway, um, now that we've finished the content of today's episode, we're going to take a brief commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to do my favorite segment called the Song of the Week. I am so excited to announce today's Song of the Week because it goes right along with what we were talking about today, which was all about how to wait well in singleness. There will be a part two of this episode coming soon, so make sure that you tune in to the next episode. So today's song is called Wait by HGHTS featuring Sajan Noriel. I love this song. It's got a really nice fresh beat and it will definitely get you up and dancing. I give this song a 3 out of 10 for repetitiveness because the only repetitive it has is maybe like with the chorus. Um, I give it a 10 out of 10 for creativity because I really love the beat and it's just really fresh and different than what I hear on the radio. I give it a 7 out of 10 for catchiness because it's one of those songs that you'll listen to it and then you're going to want to go back and listen to it again because it's so good. And so I really hope you guys enjoy and are inspired by this week's song of the week, which is Wait by HGHTS featuring Sajan Noriel. All right, so without further ado, here is your song of the week. To listen to the song of the week, you can visit my Spotify playlist at www.tinyurl.com slash positivelygabrielle. That was today's episode of Singled Out. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you follow us on Instagram at singleout.underscore, where we share more stories that matter and quotes for the rest of your week. Also, make sure you visit www.positivelygabriellerice.com for more information about what is going on in this awesome community. I'll see you next week. Bye.